It's time for Dodger baseball. The sports department at WFUV and the history behind it are a story largely untold. That is, until now. The voices that have shaped the student-run station for the last seven decades dive into their time at Rose Hill. This is the Off the Air Podcast, the legacy of WFUV Sports. Episode 15 of the Off the Air Podcast, Jackson Heil, Chris Hennessy coming at you right now. And Chris, it's going to be Brian Clark this week, our special guest, a correspondent for ABC News Radio, U.S. Open play-by-play voice, and also does Yankees scoreboard stuff as well. Brian, a recent FUV alum, class of 2010. So, Chris, we've had a lot of young guys, some guys who graduated a few years ago, some guys who graduated a long time ago. Brian, certainly one of the rising young guns in this industry, and I'm really excited to have a conversation with him. Yeah, yeah, me too. I, I think what's really cool about Brian Clark is that a lot of guys who are still here, like us, are in constant communication with him. We see him at the U.S. Open every year. You were able to speak to him last year, and you and I were able to speak to him on one-on-one this year, virtually, unfortunately, about the U.S. Open. Uh, he stayed in great contact, not only with us, but with people he graduated with and with Bob, and, and it was really fun uh, to hear him talk about that. Sure was, and like you mentioned, you stay in contact with so many of these guys, and Brian's a guy that I've met last year at the U.S. Open, like you mentioned. I've seen him at Yankee Stadium, and now we have the pleasure to talk to him once again, and so many stories that we hear on this podcast revolve around Bob Aarons, and I'm sure Brian will have a few great ones for us in that regard, but again, just another guy who was a part of a big group of people that have been through the Bob Aaron's tree and we'll get the opportunity to hear his thoughts on Bob, his thoughts on his time at FUB. But before we get to that conversation, let's hear a little bit more about our special guest. This week on Off the Air, Brian Clark. A 2010 Fordham graduate, Brian served as sports manager and lead play-by-play broadcaster for Rams basketball, football, baseball, and soccer, while also hosting WFUV's one-on-one. After graduation, Bryant became an on-air talent for Cine Sport, where he covered live events and a voiceover talent for MLB.com, voicing nightly game recaps and highlights. In 2016, Clark became an anchor and correspondent at ABC News Radio in New York, voicing TV packages for ABC News One, the network's affiliate news service. Clark is currently a play-by-play voice for ATP Tennis Radio, and in his third year as a digital host and reporter for the New York Yankees. Here's the Off the Air podcast with Brian Clark. Brian, thanks so much for taking the time. How's everything going? Doing well, guys. Thanks for having me in this crazy year. It certainly has been a crazy year. And before we get into anything, obviously a wild few months it's been with the coronavirus and everything that's gone on over these last six or so months. What's life been like for you during quarantine? How have you been able to handle everything that's been thrown at you over these last 
few months. Um, it's been challenging, but at the same time, it's also, you know, a, a time, I think, just to kind of lock in how fortunate at least I am, like I, to, because my family's healthy. Um, my wife and I are actually expecting a baby in a couple of weeks. So we're really Congrats. excited for that. Thanks. And we've been able to stay home. I mean, there's, you're not going anywhere. So just be able to be together. Um, I've been fortunate to, to still be working. And I know there are millions of people who have had a, a far more difficult situation than me. So being able to keep that perspective uh, has been something that kind of just gets you through up days and down days. Uh, well, the reason you're here, obviously, an FUB and Fordham alum. Uh, when you got to Fordham at uh, you know 18 years old, how quickly did you know FUV was the place? Did you come in knowing? Was it something you figured out? What? Yeah, how was that process? Backtracking. I mean, I, I kind of went to Fordham for FUV. I mean, okay. there were other things about Fordham that were really attractive to me, but it was a a main thing, uh, a main draw, and just seeing the names of the people that had come through FUV. And I, when I was applying to college, I think it was right when Spiro Didis had gotten the, the Lakers play-by-play job at, and he graduated college, I think four years earlier. So, I mean, you see in the paper, you read in the post that this guy who's not much older than you is getting that job. You think, whoa, what's obviously he's an extraordinarily talented broadcaster, but something went right in his development. Um, so that it was a big reason why I chose uh, Fordham. So yeah, first day I was on campus, I walked into the radio station. Brian, we can't mention WFUV without mentioning Bob Ahrens. And Bob, for anyone who's met him, has certainly been an inspiration for people who have been through FUV and just been in this field in general. What was your first encounter like with Bob Ahrens and how much has he influenced what you've done in your career so far? It's funny. I just said first day um, I walked into the radio station. It was actually before. I, I That summer, going into my freshman year, I'd actually emailed Bob or I'd called him in these prehistoric days. <laughs> and he said, sure, come in. And so I was able to sit down with him and he gave me the usual spiel about what it is they do at WFUV and how the process works. Um, so it was just early on, you could tell, I think he could tell that I really wanted to to do this, that I was serious about this. And it's just, as I look back now, with the benefit of some time between that, just the the appreciation for somebody who's willing to put that much time above and beyond his normal uh, nine to five or 10 to eight job, whatever hours he would work that were crazy. uh, He would go above and beyond for a group of college kids is incredible. I mean, that's like a once in a lifetime gift. And I think every day that passes and every day that I'm fortunate to work in this industry, you realize how fortunate you are to have that kind of gift and that kind of care from somebody who's looking out for you. Speaking of, you know, Bob and, and your development, when was really the moment at FUV, if there was, where you really, when you realized that this is something you could do, you were talented enough, you had the, the drive to do this for a career? Good question. I remember the time I didn't think, um, it was the first football game I ever did a demo. I'll never forget this. It was uh, against Duquesne. And it was before they renovated the press box at Jack Coffee Field, it was just a little bit more simple. They've divided up now to fancy booths and stuff. So we'd be on the roof. So we were outdoor. And I remember my first football game, I definitely prepared. Like I wasn't not prepared, but I just wasn't ready for like the speed of it. And, you know, there's 22 guys on the field with all the different numbers. And I remember, I think I lost my voice. And I remember walking, I was like, I maybe I should go look into a different line of work because this is, <laughs> 
is not uh, really going great for me. But I was able to get back on the horse. I did a few more football games that fall, so th- those were better. Um, and then just doing – I did a ton of basketball games, like demos, that first – like my freshman year, men and women. Like any opportunity, I did it, usually with, uh, with Justin Shackle, who's, who was a year ahead of me. He's a good friend of mine to this day. And we did a ton. And doing basketball, by no means was I great or good even that first year, but just – being able to get down the mechanics, get down the rhythm. I was like, okay, I can do this. Uh, Certainly there's work to be done, but that was helpful. And then just being on air with the sportscasts, the one-on-one updates, just talking into a microphone. It's, uh, I'm going to quote Bob here, it's reps. Like that's all it is. Uh, The more you do it, the better you're going to be at it. So once you you get a few under your belt and you get the hang of it, then you can work on the fine-tuning of pacing, your voice, and just those, those little things that go from, you know, competent to making it sound good and better. Brian, we can't go without mentioning Bob without asking you for a Bob Aaron story because it seems like everyone has him, whether it involves listening to demos or his driving or anything involving that. Is there a Bob Aaron story that sticks out in your mind when you think back on your time at WFUB? Um, I mean, too many. Uh, <laughs> And, but they're all so great, and they're all so unique. I, I actually think I avoided ever driving with Bob. I don't think I was. Wow. A, yeah, I, I, I mean, don't get me wrong. I've, I've heard, but I don't <laughs> I've ever uh, been in a car with him. Uh, I don't know if this story has been told. I know you guys had some alums on the podcast, but my freshman year, he turned 70, and uh, Brian McFadden, who I, I think was the sports – or he was the assistant or the sports manager at the time – he was a, just a great, just kind of wise guy. I mean, he's a super smart guy. He's a great guy. But he had, we had a birthday party for Bob off at somebody's apartment off campus. And they made, uh, Brian made a bunch of Aaron's 316 t-shirts, like Austin 316. <laughs> and one of my great regrets is that I no longer have this t-shirt. But that was super. Um, and that kind of speaks to just the the family vibe that existed there. Um but I, yeah, the, you, Bob's listening to the demo and then all of a sudden he starts kind of nodding off and you notice that you're in this office with this guy who is nodding off because he's been at work probably for 12 hours. So I would always just take, there were the controls for the audio on the, on the board right next to me. So you just take it and you do the little, the quick spike and then you <laughs> jolts up. That was my uh, tried and true method for uh, keeping him alert. So yeah, those, uh, it's just too many accounts. It's just, I mean, they're all happy memories. Like as much as you laugh and joke about them now, it's like it, you just realize how much of a, a special time in your life that was. Uh, in your play-by-play experience at Fordham, is there one game, one play, one player even that sticks out to this day as th- that was a really special moment for me, something I'm always, always going to remember? Oh, um, I did a lot of really – not good games uh, like teams were just you know this was before uh, Stephanie Gately arrived in women's basketball and has turned that program into you know the powerhouse of the A10. Uh, so the women's team was kind of in some down times. The men were up and down a little bit. They were they had a rough senior year, my senior year. So a lot of uh, does that have to be play by play? No. So I'll give you one. So I lived um, across the hall my freshman year and sophomore year, ironically, from John Skelton, who went on to the okay. NFL. Uh, with the Arizona Cardinals. And my sophomore year, uh, the football team won the Patriot League. And I was, it was one of the first league games. And did the, d- doing the non-conference games, being around the non-conference games, it was like, wow, this team is really good. 
Um, but are like, how's it going to look in the Patriot League? And so we went out to Lafayette and Lafayette, you know, they've got that gorgeous stadium. They're, they were one of the powerhouses of the league at the time. I think they were the defending champions. And I was a sideline reporter. And I mean, Fordham just punched them in the mouth. And being on the sideline for that, uh, Ryan Rucco was doing play-by-play. And being a part of that game, that was, that was a really cool experience. Just like, yeah. And there was that sense on the sideline, like, hey, we, yeah, this is a good team. Like, we belong here. It wasn't like, oh, my gosh, we're, we're beating Lafayette. It was like, yeah, we, we expected to win this game and we're taking it to them. So that was a cool thing to be part of. And it was really cool just to be around John um, during his process. I, I would say my favorite thing that I did at WFUV, and apologies for taking one of your questions, my senior year, and this was kind of Bob's idea, actually, I sort of followed John Skelton as he went through the NFL draft process. Uh, he, he got invited to the combine that year. He was working out for teams. So we would do like a weekly segment on one-on-one where I would sit down with John, not live, but I would sit down during the week and, and produce a piece. Um, and it was, it was super cool. Like just being able to, he was my age, but he's got the greatest job interview on a process of all time. So that was something really cool. And I remember the day of the draft, he was picked, I think this was the first year. I mean, yeah, this might've been the first year where they, they started doing the Thursday first round. Um, th- yeah, that would make sense. And he was picked on Saturday. I think he was a fourth round pick. So he was out obviously with family and friends, but not long after he was picked, he called in a one-on-one and Bob had me hosting it that day because we, we knew this, this could happen. So being able to talk to John right after that, it was a really cool process. And it was, uh, that was just a fun project to handle. Brian, you mentioned before so many people that have been through WFUV and the alum list just goes on and on and on, whether it be one of those guys or someone non even FUV related, who are the people that you looked up to as an aspiring broadcaster growing up that really made you interested in pursuing this career path? Um, so growing up in New Jersey, I would say the list probably starts with Iron Eagle, like watching Nets games, and he, he's so talented. And I've been fortunate he's somebody I've gotten to know. He's just a, a super person, and he's given me a ton of advice over the years. So he's high on that list. Uh, again, growing up in New York, Bob Papa, just listening. I, I was a Giants fan. Um, I actually didn't like the Yankees growing up, so I didn't watch a ton of Yankees games, but yeah, obviously I knew who Michael Kay was. I would say I listened to more Mets games, just being on the radio, like listening to WFAN and all that. So I really enjoyed listening to, to uh, Gary Cohn and then later Howie Rose. Um, but I would say somebody who goes outside that that window a little bit, I know I talked about Spiro Divas earlier, but somebody about Spiro's age. So I do a lot of work now in news. I work at ABC News and uh, Connell McShane, worked at WFUV sports he was when Bob first arrived and he now works uh, at Fox Business so I've been able to speak with him a few times just about the news side of things and having somebody who has had a lot of success on that side is certainly somebody that you know it's a it's another example of hey there's somebody who went through what I'm doing and he's now at this point that's encouraging so he's high on that list for me right now. Speaking about what you're doing uh, now in your career, uh, you're working with the Yankees, the scoreboard host and, and reporter with the Yankees, alongside FUV alums, as you mentioned early, earlier, Justin Shackle and Ryan Rucco. What's that like, not only being with those guys, but being with the Yankees, and, and how did that come about? Um, it's been a blast. I've done it, uh, so 2017, 2019, and obviously this year with no fans, we're not doing it, which is obviously disappointing. Um, it was just 
I was fortunate. I got called, you know, I, um, Justin put in a word for me. Greg Colello, who is in charge of the scoreboard there, he's an FUV alum. I didn't know Greg when we were apparently on campus at the same time, and I did not know him. Um, so I got called into audition, and then I was told I got the job. So it was a blast. So I did it. You know, 2017 was my first year, and that was such a fun year for the Yankees with Aaron Judge with a rookie home run record, game seven of the ALCS. So that was a blast, and it's just really fun. I mean, who doesn't love going to a ballpark every day? And, yes, it's work, but it's work that you're really lucky to do and lucky to be a part of. And it's just a fun place to be. The old cliche is so true that you, you never know what you're going to see when you show up at the stadium each day. So that's been a whole lot of fun and hoping that we can get some uh, normalcy back there in, in 2021. Brian, you're also right now you're doing the U S open calling it on radio and you've been doing that for a long time now. Just curious what, what got you into tennis radio and that that's something that was that something that's always been a passion of yours in terms of watching tennis and, or how, is that something that developed kind of once you got to college, what, what was the path to get, to where you are today in terms of that aspect of it? So I, I've always liked tennis. Uh, I've always kind of played it badly. Like I didn't even play in high school, but just <laughs> getting around the park, uh, but always liked watching it on TV. Um, and so I covered it at, at WFUV like you guys have. I know I've seen you out there before Jackson. Um, and I, after I graduated, I needed a job and here's a good story. So my, right after I graduated, I, again, needed a job. This was 2010. The market wasn't exactly booming. I got a job in my hometown just delivering pizzas just to put some cash in my pocket. I remember one day I was wearing a Fordham t-shirt and a guy came in and said, oh, my my daughter is is going to Fordham. I said, oh, I just graduated. And just this look of horror on his face that I (laughs) now was not able to find a job. No disrespect to anybody who's in that work. I mean, it's work, but it's worked out. We got Um, the point. Exactly. So after that, I was able to, there was a position that Justin had done, uh, Greg Jamparisi had done it, um, where you were sort of a studio producer for US Open Radio, but you would be able to get uh, some time on air. Uh, Bob was able to set this up with a guy who ran the show at the time named Brian Begling uh, from the USTA. And I, so I, I had a couple of on-air opportunities that first year. Brian liked me, brought me back for a second year for a, a, a little bit more of a role. And that role has just kind of grown each year I've been super happy about it. the last couple of years I've also done some of the world feed tv matches and it, it has grown into a thing that I didn't ever see coming and yeah it's tennis but last year 2019 I did a, I was the ATP now has a radio channel a men's tour so I, I did four of the the masters events we do all nine but I, I did four of them um, I did the Australian Open last year that was really cool and so it's, it's something I've grown and hopefully I can keep growing in because, you know, a benefit of tennis is it's, it's year round and it's uh, to its detriment at times to the players because the off season is about three weeks, but there's usually always something going on. So it's been a lot of fun just to, to see the sport grow globally. I mean, it's such a huge popular sport worldwide and to have that international side of things, it's been, it's been a blast to be a, a very small part of it. So following up on that, I'm, I'm curious what your first experience was like calling tennis on the radio, because it's obviously such a different experience than calling basketball, football, or any of the main sports, given that it's just such a different style and such a different approach when you're playing tennis. What was that experience like for you? Was it a rocky start? Was it, was it fun right away? What was that experience for you? Uh, all the above. <laughs> um, <laughs> I think I, I remember 
the best advice I ever got was from an anonymous guy who either tweeted or he used to be able to email us in the, in the booth that first year. And this guy got in touch with me and he said, you're doing this wrong. He goes, you're doing this with the cadence <laughs> of a baseball game. Like I was very casually like forehand into a backhand now back into a forehand and like just that. And the guy's like, no, like that's the exciting stuff. You have to like, these shots are really hard to hit. You have like the drama needs to be there. I don't know who this person is, but whoever you are, thank you immensely <laughs> because that flipped the switch. Uh, so that was, yeah, I would say that's the one biggest bump I remember early on. Um, and so it's been, that was a rocky start, but I, I think I've been able to, to grow with it a little bit. And now I really enjoy it. Obviously tennis is a sport you're doing now. You've grown in, into being you know, fantastic at it, but what's your favorite sport to do play by play? You know, you obviously do football and basketball, Fordham tennis now, but what's that one that, that you find the most fun? I would say still baseball just because it's the original play-by-play sport. Um, so I, I, I did uh, the Chatham A's, now the Chatham Anglers in the Cape League uh, in the summer going to my junior and senior year with, with Dan Duva, another WFUV alum who's now with the Vegas Golden Knights. And doing that was awesome. I mean, just day in, day out baseball. I never did, you know, my path a little bit different. I never did the minor league baseball go away somewhere for, for a summer. I never did that. Um, I wanted to stay here. I, part of me always wishes I had done that, but I don't know how things would have different, would have been different if they would have been different at all. You, you never know those things. Uh, so I really like doing baseball, but I, I like doing tennis a lot. Um, so I would say those two are my favorite tennis because it's a combination of weaving it all together. Like it's, there's so many forehand backhand. It's a challenge to come up with new ways to describe it. It's a challenge to weave in stories from the broader context of the tournament. You don't have to lock in on every point. Yeah, in a big match you're going to in a big moment. But, you know, early in the second set, you can kind of scan other things that are going on. You can still be conversational. So in that way, I think I've almost made that into like broadcasting baseball. Brian, just a few more before we let you go here. Obviously, when people think of FUV or the people who have been in FUV, they think of it as a fraternity. And just with so many of the classmates you stay in touch with, you stay friends with, who are the classmates specifically that stick out to you and are, that you're still friends with and big-time friends with today? I, like I said, uh, Justin Shackle, who's a year ahead of me, is one of my best friends to this day. Still good friends with Ryan Rucco, uh, Lou Baricelli, Bobby Coyle. Uh, we have a, a fun group. We all get together every year, and we go out to uh, dinner around Christmas. We also had uh, Tim Bassett. He doesn't work in the industry, but he was a WFUV guy. Greg Jambrisio, I just mentioned, and Brian McFadden. We go out to dinner every year around the holidays with Bob and Joe DeBarry, and that's been like a fun tradition uh, that we've built over the last 10 years. I think I said Lou Baricelli. He'd be mad at me if I didn't. He'd also be happy <laughs> if I said it twice. So either way, we're, we're covered there. Um, that's been really fun. My year, uh, uh, Greg Caserta is, is a friend of mine. He does uh, the Reading Fightins, uh, minor league baseball play-by-play. He's very good at baseball play-by-play. He was fortunate my senior year. You asked me what, um, like what I was remembering, like my best game that I called. And I remember always missing the good games. And the best example of that, our senior year, there was a baseball game, and Greg was calling it. I was not. And the Fordham runner, I forget who it was, came he was trying to score from let's say second on a base hit and he literally did like a, a front flip over the catcher and landed on the plate 
it was on like the Today Show, Sports Center, all that. And Greg was on, did play by play for that. So that I remember, like those are the things. Like, yeah, that was a really cool moment, but I wasn't part of it. Uh, but Greg did that. Uh, Greg's a friend. Alex Middlesworth was. He did a lot of color uh, my year. He's he's a character. He's a, a really good guy. Uh, Dan Obermuller was my year. Mike Palladino, Casey Hunt, just really good people. Um, you, you stay in touch with it, kind of varying degrees. But anytime you see them, it's like you pick up right where you left off. How much fun has it been, you know, doing the U.S. Open, not only because it's the U.S. Open, you're from New Jersey, but seeing all the FUV guys like Jackson last year come through and be able to connect with them um, when they're there? It's been a blast. I mean, it's because I think we all realize it's one of the more fun events at WFUV to cover. I think everybody has appreciated that. Yeah. I mean, because of the food, but the tennis is also pretty good. <laughs> um, it's awesome just seeing all the, these familiar faces. And it's really cool when you see them after they're at WFUV and they're working there in different roles, like somebody's there covering it for this outlet or that outlet. And just being able, we always say it's like going to camp, like you're there for two weeks, but it's kind of two weeks. You see a lot of the same faces. Oh, how, how's your year been? Those conversations, of course, different this year. Um, it's just awesome. It's one of the things that makes WFUV, WFUV. Can attest to that is it is arguably the best experience you will have at WFUV Sports and would highly recommend it to anyone who comes through here. Brian, just one more before we let you go. Obviously, so much has happened over the last year, really. And I I want your advice on this for incoming freshmen who may be taking a step into the door at WFUV Sports. What would be your advice to a freshman student walking on the campus of Fordham University who wants to get involved in WFUV Sports what would be your advice to them in what to do over their four years at WFUV? Everything. I mean, try everything. And unless you have like a legitimate, like academic conflict or a family conflict, don't say no, like accept every assignment. We talked about it earlier. The more you do, the better you're going to be at everything. So if you're serious about this, this is something you really want to pursue there's no way you're not going to just magically wake up one day and be able to do it or be in the right position for a job. Um, Do everything possible, go to every workshop. I mean, that's such a tremendous thing over the, when I was at WFUV, just being able to talk to, you know, prominent names in the industry. So many people I I had just named had come and spoken to us at WFUV and just being able to pick their brains. And in some cases, stay in touch with them after. If you see somebody in the field, don't be shy about just, I know it's hard. It's weird to say this. Just introduce yourself, obviously in an appropriate moment, but people notice these things. You'll notice that uh, a young guy is able to have the confidence to go up and, and say hi, and I'm so-and-so from WFUV. WFUV is going to make the ears perk up because it's going to signal that, hey, this is, this is a kid who's serious about, or a young person that's serious about what they want to do, and the, the, they're out here. They're professionals. Um, it's huge. I mean, that's what I would say is best. Don't turn anything down. Try everything. Good example. I, I hosted one-on-one and I realized I, I didn't really love hosting a talk show, but being on air for three hours in a week is only going to make you better. It's going to make you be able to improv my job now. And here's another piece of advice. Don't be on, like, be aware of everything. So I, I work in news now. I work, you know, there's all these different technologies. If you told me when I arrived at WFUV, I'd be doing a Zoom podcast, I would say, uh, what, what? Like, they, that didn't exist. Like, podcasts were kind of in, in their infancy, certainly not to what they are now. Um, 
be aware of, of technology and social media. Be smart about social media. Uh, don't say anything that you wouldn't say to somebody in person. Don't just be, be smart about it, essentially. Um, and just never, like, look under every stone. Like, I am at, at ABC, and I think I've been told that working in sports is good for news because you're always able to ad-lib. You, can, you don't need a, a hard script right in front of you. And I, I've experienced that on several occasions. So just be curious. Look into everything. Don't turn anything down and just try to have fun and realize, as you say, this is for somebody walking in the door at WFUB. These are going to be some of the best years of your lives, certainly the most formative, and take full advantage of it. Really awesome insight and advice from Brian Clark, who's one of the big up-and-coming names in this industry. Brian, thank you so much again for taking the time with us today. We really appreciate it. Keep up the great work, and best of luck with the rest of the U.S. Open and everything else to come. Thanks, Jackson. Thanks, Chris. Best of luck uh, with with school and WFUV this year. I know it's going to be a, a challenging year, but you guys will be all the better for it. So once again, that was Brian Clark, our guests on the 15th episode of the Off the Air podcast. Brian, obviously doing tremendous things at the U.S. Open and so much more to come for him in this industry too. But Chris, I mean, we talked about it in our intro. I mean, a lot that can be said about the impact that Bob Aarons has. And Brian obviously had some great tidbits on that. But the thing that always I come away with from these interviews is the stories of just the relationships that are formed during your time at FUV, because I know me and you can both attest to it specifically now. I mean, we're not done yet, but you're a junior, I'm a senior. The relationships you create at FUV are relationships that last a lifetime. And whether it be with Bob, for sure, who I know all of us who have had the opportunity to meet him have created that type of bond with him. And even the classmates that you are with for every years, those relationships last a lifetime. And you could see it just with Brian and his classmates as well those relationships are really special and they mean a lot to not only them but they mean a lot to us because they pass it down from generation to generation yeah absolutely I loved when he was talking about uh, how him and some of his buddies go out uh, for dinner with Bob every Christmas and that that's a great story but you talk about in the real world you know he's still with working with Justin Shackle and with Ryan Rucco and he sees those guys every day and he considers Justin Shackle you know one of his best friends in the world and that's just that's so cool to hear for, for, you know, not only for us who are in it, but for, you know, people who want to do this in the future, not only, you know, at FUV, but anywhere where those people are, are close to you from when you're 18 to the day you retire. And that's, that's really special. And all those guys I'm sure are going to do a ton of special things in this industry. I mean, we already know what Ryan Rucco is doing, but Clark is obviously a rising young gun, like we mentioned. And same goes for Justin Shackle, who we had on the podcast earlier this year as well. So Fun conversation with Brian Clark. Again, this is episode 15 of the Off the Air podcast, and it's presented by WFUV Sports. Plenty of more episodes to come. Again, if you want to listen to any of our previous episodes or listen to any of our future episodes, WFUVsports.org. You can find the audio links there or tune to our YouTube page at WFUV Sports if you want to see the entire conversation that we had. Once again, Brian Clark, our guest on episode 15. This has been the Off the Air podcast. Thank you.